Hello, everybody! That was creepy. I know, what are you doing? I don't know. Hey, welcome to Real Nerds. I'm Ryan Frost. Uh, sitting with me is Brad. Hi, hey. guys. Howdy ho, how's her? gals, maybe. Yeah, Laura's sitting next to us, my, my beautiful wife, but she just chose not to take part in our awesome podcast, which is really she hurtful. She support you, and that's... No, but I think she just farted, so she... The, maybe the mics picked that up. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah, so... Before we get into the movie of the month, you know... Oh, the month. The month. The, <laughs> the movie of the week, which is Cars 2. Uh... Did you see any DVDs this week, Brad? Did you watch anything that you haven't watched? or um, What was your DVD choice of the week? DVD choice of the week is um, I've actually had this DVD from Netflix for about three weeks, and I finally just got around to watching it. Uh, I watched She's Out of My League last night. Yeah? What'd you think? It was all right. It was better than I expected. Yeah, it's all right. You know, it's... I, I, <laughs> I still feel like it's highly unlikely that those two would end up together, but... What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, she was really forgiving. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway, for those of you who don't know, uh, She's Out of My League is a movie that I thought came out last year, but actually it came out in 2008. Right? 2008? That's what the credits said, copyright I'm pretty sure I saw that with Laura. I know. I, maybe, it, like, it, maybe it was filmed in 2008. And they just didn't release it for years. <laughs> for um, years. But anyway, so. it's about this you know lanky, nerdy guy, loser, who works for TSA. And, um, and who plays this character? That guy from bunch of comedy movies <laughs> jay burkhall i forget how to pronounce his last name we should really do research on our <laughs> movie podcast but anyway jb yeah he's kind of a wimpy guy and um is surrounded his family he's surrounded by people who make him feel like a loser constantly and um finally this you know you know supposedly perfect girl walks into his life and um he has a taste of a, a different side of dating for once and um you know, eventually his own self-doubt and lack of confidence sabotages his uh, ability to date her, and as well as her high expectations for um, the type of guy she should be dating, because the people around her, I think, you know, she should be dating, you know, footlong. That's Hal Jordan types. <laughs> That's like part of the movie. I remember that dude's uh, nickname on his jet was Footlong, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. That was that. That's alluding to the size of his wiener. <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing I did really enjoy about the movie was just the the. I guess the R-rated banter. I don't know if the DVD I got was, because it was really like R-rated. It was a PG-13 movie, as far mm-hmm. as I know, but they dropped you know the f-bomb a ton of times. So I think the DVD is unrated. Um, and yeah. just like all the dirty banter that they have and gross-out humor was, kind of a you know up there for. A, what I like out of R-rated comedies, but as far as the plot of, you know, a geeky guy dating a super hot girl, you know, it's, it's still far-fetched for me. I'm married to one, so. <laughs> I guess uh, that story does come out. Yeah, that's right. I, I oh, saw it once in the theaters with Laura two years ago, so I don't really remember it. I just remember, isn't his, like, uh, old fiance dating like his brother or something or his brother's friend or something and they live with them and the family loves them i don't i only remember that part yeah and she gets she gets all she gets all jealous when that other girl shows up to their house yeah and then yeah later on i just remember his brother's picking on him i always thought that was pretty funny too yeah the the hockey thing was hilarious yeah like what was it uh uh 
Slapshot Regatta or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he skated down the bench and hit people in the head with his stick, then that'd be totally Slapshot. So. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know, I'm glad it's out on DVD. Yeah, and you got it on Netflix, so, you know, it's... Yeah. It I paid fun. $20 to see it in the theaters. I'd so. probably watch it again just to, like, try to remember the... Like, his friends had some funny lines in it. Yeah, it's HUD from uh, Cloverfield. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember that movie too well. You don't remember Cloverfield? I remember going to see it. You know, you should watch it again. That movie is awesome. Yeah, I guess. You guess? (laughs) Look at this guy. Look at this guy. (laughs) It was entertaining for what it was. Unbelievable. We're going to get more hate mail. (laughs) It's like uh, Saw 2 where, you know, you just don't care about the characters because they're so (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, let's go back for her. Even though it's obvious she's probably okay. That's all I remember. (sighs) She wasn't okay. She had a piece of rebar stuck in her leg. Or yeah, was it her chest? Live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was her shoulder. That's right. Um, yeah, I barely remember it, so I can't talk. <laughs> I just remember being like, eh, that's all right. So, Lori, did you like Cloverfield? She just shrugs. I think she's afraid to hear her voice on this. She's afraid of upstaging you on your own show. I think that's what it is. Yeah. She wants to keep the peace in this marriage. She better. She's already heading for a divorce. <laughs> I don't even know why. Oh, I know why. It's because she she made me turn down Mortal Kombat while I was playing it today. What? Yeah, she's like... That's a sin. You play this too loud. All I hear is... Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, was, I said, yeah. And you also hear... Fatality. Come on. <laughs> this chick, man. This chick. I don't know. But you know what? She not, is really not cool. Not all of us can have really cool girlfriends and wives well she is you. cool because she is reading world war z right now from my personal book collection and what books have i read from hers zero because i don't want to read about some woman's struggle to make it in the real world hey oh <laughs> <laughs> that's all her books i hey, swear you watch the mary tyler moore show and that's about women's independence it is and you know i do i do love strong women and the mary tyler moore show is badass because you know i love me some laura petrie oh wait not laura not petrie. petrie i'm just kidding <laughs> You know, uh, what's your last name in that? It's Laura. What? Oh my god! I can't believe I don't know this. It starts with an M. Oh, we're worthless. Laura. Oh Jesus. Meter? Mater? No. You're thinking Meeker. That's her. Meeker. Yeah, that's her. Made a name in Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke show. show. Oh God. Fail. We both fail. We both failed. Because we love Mary Tyler Moore. I know. I remember when we uh, were young, and those shows came out on DVD, and we it's would just like... dream about Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, Mary Richards. Mary Richards. Because you're saying Laura is throwing me off. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sidetrack. Yeah. <laughs> what DVDs have you been watching, Ryan? Um. This week, I actually didn't watch too many. I watched Hot Fuzz, though. <laughs> A good one. Good A good choice. one. Oh, uh, you know, I was... Oh, uh, uh, no, that was last week. I already talked about Drive Angry. Yeah. It's Drive... A lot of the time talked about <laughs> Drive Angry last Drive week. Angry through a mediocre film. Um. No, a Hot Fuzz, I was... Laura works at night, so I came home, and I felt like watching uh, The Walking Dead with commentary, but I found out, I, I didn't even realize when I put in the Blu-ray, there's no commentary on The Walking Dead, and I thought there'd be like a commentary on the pilot on how um, difficult it was to make such a cinematic show for cable, and I always wondered with that how hard it was to push the boundaries, because I don't know if you've seen the show. I haven't yet. I'm uh, waiting to rent it on Blu-ray. You know, the... The thing that I always worried of... I mean, I did watch the first episode anyways because I put it... <laughs> yeah, whatever. This episode's great. Uh, 
when I watch it on TV, I always wondered how far, because you, you can read interviews with the people who make the show as, as much as possible. And they said, oh, we really pushed the envelope for, you know, a, a network TV show, even though AMC kind of gets away with a little more because it's on cable. And you read that, you say, ah, I don't know about that. You know, that's, I mean, what could they possibly show on a show? And you're really worried because it's a zombie movie and, or zombie show, and you always expect in zombie shows people be ripped open and guts everywhere. So the opening scene in The Walking Dead, the uh, TV show, actually takes place uh, in an unspecified time, sometime between when he's leaving his town and trying to get to Atlanta. And uh, it just starts off, and he pulls up in a cop car, and as the camera pans down through the crane, you see overturned cars and um, just disaster all around. But there's there's nothing around, and so he goes down, and his name's Rick, and he's looking uh, just for gas for his police car. And you hear this little shuffle, and he... It's this little girl walking away from him, and when the little girl turns around, she's obviously a zombie and she's carrying like a little, uh, teddy bear and half her face is chewed off. And, and when she realizes that he's there, she starts charging him and he pulls out his gun and he pulls a trigger and they show the gunshot blow head off of a ch- little girl. I'm like, okay, I guess we know what kind of show this is going to be. Has some balls. The show has some balls. And, you know, throughout the first episode, there's uh, little parts of it that I just love. My favorite shot is a really subtle one, and this is how well I think the the series and the show was thought out. Is Rick sits down on these ledges because he wakes up. It's a lot like Twenty Eight Days Later, is where the inspiration came. He's a cop who goes into a coma. He wakes up, and the dead have already taken over. A lot like, but Twenty Eight Days Later is not. For everybody listening out there, Twenty Eight Days Later is not a zombie film. I'm just gonna say that right now. Um, the people do not die and come back to life. They become infected with a disease. So they're infected. They're not zombies. Anyways, so... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Careful. Don't don't blow blow your, blow your steam there, Ryan. No, no. That just drives me nuts. I hate... I mean, it has similarities to Oh, my God. He's zombie. about to hit me. He's so angry. <laughs> they have, it has... I'm going to go way off track here. It has similarities to zombie movies, but it's not a zombie movie. Because in order to be a zombie, you have to die and come back to life. I mean, that's just the definition of a zombie. And whatever nerd, <laughs> uh, it's called real nerds, Brad. Uh, so in 20 days later, they just, it's a virus that infects people that doesn't kill them. It just makes them angry and want to kill people. Anyways, back to the walking dead. Uh, where was I at with the walking dead? I remember. Oh, he wakes up and my favorite shot is he goes back to his house and his wife and child aren't there and he's panicking. So he goes out and he sits out down like on his uh, porch. I don't know if it's a porch, maybe his front yard but it's on steps and he still has no idea what's going on he just knows that there's weird looking people around and i mean it looks like everybody's died basically and he's sitting down and the camera is focused on him and in the distance it's uh fuzzy uh it's unfocused on a zombie who's just staggering along and then when rick calls to the zombie because he doesn't know he's a zombie, obviously. He says, excuse me, the zombie's movements change dramatically. Like, he recognizes that he should eat this guy. And it's one of my favorite shots ever because it's so subtle. And the zombie's movements are so great. And he just comes right for him. And so, yeah, so I watched the first episode of The Walking Dead again. Because I wanted to hear commentary on it, but it didn't have any. But I guess it really didn't need it, too, because the Blu-ray has a special feature where they have a behind-the-scenes of every episode. So they have 
about 10 to 15 minutes of them talking about every episode, so I guess you really don't need it. Uh, but then, yeah, then I watched Hot Fuzz because I was trying to find something cool to watch, and I love that movie. I love Simon Pegg and it's Nick Frost. And I, I still get a kick out of every time when he drop kicks that old lady <laughs> right in the face. I laugh every time. Nothing like beating up of the elderly. <laughs> Even though I know it's coming. And, uh, you know, just watching the movie again, you just laugh at some parts, you know. Uh, he's, when he's telling them about how he said uh, they're in the grocery store and they're all shooting. And he says, did you say anything cool? Like, chill out. He said, no, earlier I said playtime's over when I held up the play monkey. And Nick Frost goes, you are off the fucking chain. <laughs> I love that part. Just that whole movie's cool because it's like an homage to all those 80s action movies and some 90s ones, I guess, Bad Boys too. And with Edgar, Edgar Wright movies, like, they're so visually rich. Like, Oh, yeah. Even, the, you know, the opening... I love the opening moments of that movie, too, where uh, Simon Pegg's character, Nick Angel, is walking towards the camera, and it's just like he's so determined, and uh, then it just goes into that montage of him being kick-ass, and yeah, it's cool. And so, yeah, I enjoyed that movie, and that's really, really I watched this week. I've been fucking busy with work. It sucks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But you know what I love? I love Qdoba. I don't, Brought to you by Qdoba I, Burritos. I don't work at Qdoba, but I love Qdoba. I'm just saying that. So if they ever hear this, they can't put pin it oh, on Oh, right, me. right, right. There's no, like, work nepotism <laughs> going on here. Absolutely not. So, yeah. The right word. I watched uh, classics. I didn't read anything new. I didn't see anything new. I was, sometimes I feel like watching my old ones. I'm getting really close to... Uh, probably sometime this week, I'll watch Army of Darkness. I haven't watched it in a while. Oh, shoot. I forgot to tell you I watched Jackass 3.5. Oh, you did? Tell, yeah. yeah. Straight to DVD. I thought... I bought it. It was super cheap at Target. Um, I bought it thinking it was the third movie with, like, you know, stuff that they left off the DVD to mm-hmm. double dip. And it's a totally... It's a totally... It's own separate thing. Yeah, it's just like Jackass 2.5. Uh, I thought 2.5... Okay, yeah, I guess it's own documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was insanely entertaining. Nice. And unfortunately, we have to acknowledge the passing yeah. of a jackass great this week. Yeah, Ryan Dunn. Don't drink and drive, guys. Yep. Happens every time. And nobody's invincible, even guys who stick fireworks up their ass and <laughs> have them shoot. Uh, definitely the ballsiest jackass stunt ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone put it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it sucks because I always liked Ryan Dunn in the yeah. He's, he always seemed like the most like sane one, calm and collected yeah. one. You know, I had a, a talk about this. I still think, even though Knoxville is the most recognizable one, I think he might be the most stable one because I know he has a couple daughters and he has a wife, mm-hmm. or maybe got divorced recently. I don't, yeah, remember. I don't think Ryan Dunn was married, so he was still probably. I actually think he was because was he? Oh, I don't know. Um, Johnny Knoxville t- uh, texted that I lost my brother. My heart goes out to his beloved Angie. So my guess would be his wife or his maybe his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watching the DVD, it's like it, unlike the movies, the DVD has these uh, interstitials between the gags. It's kind of like two point five, where they're kind of doing the like an interview type thing mm-hmm. where they preface the gag and stuff, or just talk about the history of what they did and stuff and um there's ryan dunn and uh bam margera uh having like this clever banter back and forth like in london or something um yeah it's just kind of sad like i watched that d that dvd the night before yeah it's funny because i don't it's not funny but i mean yeah uh, 
But well, yeah, it's, it's ironic that you liked Jackass that night, and I was like, huh. Oh yeah, like yeah. I was think- as I was watching it too, because I was you know, like three, they were making comments about you know we've been doing this for so long, and you know it's it's something special, and you know um, there's something about the camaraderie camaraderie of these guys, and you think like Steve O is probably the gnarliest one like if anyone's gonna get picked off first because of a <laughs> stupid gag or you know with his drug and alcoholism no way dude but that's uh, my steve i hope everybody appreciated that <laughs> uh but adam made a good point like he's the cockroach of the group <laughs> he'll probably be the he's so gnarly he'll probably be the last to go but um <laughs> yeah i just i was thinking like at, at the end of the dvd just amazed and just uh enjoying the fact that these guys have made it doing all this stupid sh- uh, shit together. They made it this far. And then, of course, the next morning, <laughs> find out that Ryan Dunn bites it in a fiery car crash. Yeah, like a really bad one. I guess people were telling me the report was that he was unrecognizable except for his tattoos. Yep. Yeah, that's messed up. And he took a buddy with him. So Yeah, that sucks. But so anyway, yeah, Jack is 3.5 uh, worth, you know, not just a DVD double dip, an actual worthy addition to the Jackass gag. Yeah, I watched yeah. Jackass 2.5 like for the first time just a couple weeks ago, and I was laughing my ass off when Bam Margera stuck a butt plug up his butt to fly <laughs> a kite, and he was like crying because it hurt so bad. I was laughing so hard. Oh, those guys' pain is my gain. I'm trying to remember. There's like a oh, they have um. No, never mind. I was gonna, they have like uh, the slow motion, like put the the uh, what do? You, it's like Mentos. You put them in the Coke, uh, like the yeah. bottle, shake it up, and the it, Diet like, Coke, and it shoots. Yeah. yeah. I saw that Mythbusters. Yeah, they do a whole like sealed off room of that. And they're just like throwing these, and they do it with that slow mo cam or uh, or a high speed camera. So you just see like the bottle coming down, like exploding, and then firing it at, like other guys like across <laughs> there, making holes in the wall. I always wonder how they come up with that stuff. And I I I like in Jackass Two where they drew the stick figures of uh, Wee Man Punchy jumping off Preston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, there's like another gag where uh, Steve-O gets horribly burned. Really? Because <laughs> uh, they're shooting this warehouse and uh, the uh, owner didn't want the... It's a fire gag. Um, the owner didn't want the warehouse floors to... Concrete floors to crack because of the heat. Mm-hmm. So he had them, of all things, put down uh, like metal plates. So they put the fire on the metal plates <laughs> and obviously the metal's going to heat up. Oh, so yeah. Steve-O doesn't do the gag right. He has like third degree burns. <laughs> Out of his body. Oh, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's my Steve. And Knoxville gets like his hand sliced open. Those guys are because of some stupid just like running into a tree with a pole gag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some good stuff in there. Uh, funny thing I did watch though that wasn't on DVD. If you can watch John Stewart on Fox News Sunday, <laughs> it was really funny. Oh yeah, because uh, you know obviously I don't know why Fox News puts him on their programs because all he does is you know tear him apart. Actually, he was pretty cool on it, but. I think he's the reason that Crossfire got canceled. Uh, I'm pretty sure, yes. That's exactly it. And it was really funny when he was on Crossfire. You know, just, just Google John Stewart on Fox and you'll you'll laugh. Whatever, those debate shows should all go away. Oh, yeah, They're I agree. Completely pointless. I disagree. Oh, I disagree. I'm going to yell louder. I'm going to talk <laughs> over you until we go to commercial. That's basically what those shows are. Totally. Unnecessary. Yep. Uh, no, so Not entertaining. We did a little movie news with the passing of Ryan Dunn. I also read today that Peter Falk passed away. That's true. Yep. Columbo will... Good old Columbo. I never watched and those shows. The, my uh, grandma used to love them. And Princess Bride. Yep. My uh, my grandma always just watched Columbo. I've never watched an episode. I mean, I watch old stuff like Dick Van Dyke and 
Mary Tyler Moore and stuff like that, but I've never watched an episode of Columbo. Yeah, was that just a Columbo was just a TV movies a lot, wasn't it, or was it an actual show? I think it was an actual show. Was I, it like a show and then it became like TV movies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how uh, Dick Van Dyke Show Diagnosis Murder started, except it was movies and then it became a show for ten years. You know that show it was on TV for ten years. Where's that on DVD? Oh, it's I know it's out because I see it all the time at uh, Barnes and Noble. But like, <laughs> it looks like it's not like uh, very nicely put together. So I wonder if, like, the transfer will look any good. But I heard the show is really good. It has to be if it's on for 10 years. Um, the other new movie news that I have heard this week is Tobey Maguire is caught up in a web of a lawsuit. I heard the uh, the uh, line for this, but I didn't read any more information on it. It was actually kind of... I, I didn't know you could sue for people for this, but evidently Tobey Maguire... And some other celebrities, obviously not as big as Tobey Maguire, or they would have said something, uh, had a high-stakes poker tournament. With Wasn't Ro- Ben Affleck and Leonardo DiCaprio involved in it? <laughs> they should be. I don't know. Maybe. That's what I heard. Uh, I only heard Tobey Maguire. But anyways, it's a high-stakes poker game. And How high are the stakes, Ryan? Uh, well... Uh, millions of dollars, I guess. I, don't, oh, I have no idea. I thought lives were at stake. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Anyways, so he took all this money from this one guy who did a Ponzi scheme on other individuals and they wired money to Tobey Maguire's account, which was $311,000 that he won from this guy. So the people that were Ponzi schemed by the guy who lost money to Tobey Maguire and wired it to him are suing Tobey Maguire for stolen money from them, which I didn't know you could sue somebody money because... So if you go to Vegas, you sit down at the blackjack table and the house takes your money, you can sue them? I... I don't know how it works, but evidently Tobey Maguire is quite the poker player. But I didn't know he played poker. I knew he was on those uh, celebrity poker tournament things that I've never watched, but but I know he's on them. And so, yeah, so the CNN were trying to be clever with Spider-Man actor caught in a web of lawsuits. <laughs> wow, what a great pun. Yeah, I know. They've never done that before. Totally. Um, so... So yeah, Why so do they have the right to sue him? I don't know, because the money was stolen from them by this guy who lost it, and he used the money he stole from these people to pay Tobey Maguire, evidently. I don't know where you'd get the evidence for that, but... So shouldn't they just be suing that guy? <laughs> I don't know. No, because gave, they gave the money to Tobey Maguire. $311,000. Huh. Yeah. I guess I need to study law. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know you could do that, but evidently you can. So maybe so yes, maybe someone should uh, should sue Vegas because <laughs> basically the same thing. Hey, you want to play some poker later? Hey, you know what you should do? You should uh, I'll say you stole forty dollars from me and then bet it in Vegas, and I'll sue Vegas for a lot more money for punitive and um, <laughs> and mental anguish because my friend took forty dollars from me and lost it in Vegas. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura told me a bit of news. They're making another Mortal Kombat movie. Where'd you read that, honey? Oh, share the kitchen and work. So that's bullshit. It's probably the Mortal Kombat <laughs> web series that came out, which you should check out. It's pretty good. They're really short, though. I think that's the only bummer about them. They're like 10 minutes long, but two minutes of it is a recap from the week before. So you're really only watching like eight minutes, and so they re- feel really uh, truncated. And I don't, was, I don't know what it is about me, but I hate watching like movies and TV like through the internet. Like I'll watch me a too. YouTube, you know, two or three minute clip. Um, but yeah, watching like a whole 30 minute or hour plus things streaming through the internet no i think that's why they broke really? them up to like 10 minutes each week 
Oh, it's, so they're kind of short. Yeah, they're really short. And I, I don't like... It's still 10 minutes, it seems. Well, the thing I don't like watching about on the internet, too, is it's always choppy. You really don't get the full... I don't know what you'd call it. I guess feel resolution. of the movie and the resolution, yeah. So Laura heard that from her people at work. I thought it was real news, but evidently Laura's <laughs> full of shit. It's just hearsay. Gossip. It's just hearsay and gossip. We're not uh, a gossip rag here. Yeah. So... We know uh, our facts, and we should actually probably start citing where we get our movie news from, because we're obviously not connected <laughs> directly. M- the the movie news that I got, that what, which one did I say? <laughs> oh, the Tobey Maguire, I saw that on CNN, and then I read it on CNN.com. Wow. So thanks, uh, CNN, CNN.com informed me <laughs> that Tobey Maguire, do you have any movie news that you've read nah. that you think's interesting? I'm going to say no. I, I read some stuff today on uh, Slash Film, but nothing that really stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, I guess, you know, the Spy Kids movies are going to have smell cards where you get eight of them when you purchase a ticket. And when you go into the movie theater on screen, we'll say like one, and then you rub card one and smell what's going on on card one. Yeah, kids aren't smart enough for that. So just be like, eh, what is it going? But when we saw the trailer oh, for Spy it. Kids 4, were the kids terrible actors in the trailer, or was it just me? Um, yes, and also I caught, I think, Spy Kids 2 or 3, like, on a cable sh- network mm-hmm. one day. Maybe, like, the first five minutes. And I was just... I had to change the channel. Well, Robert I, I watched Rod- a little bit of it to see how bad it was, and it was <clears> horrible. I, I read that Robert Rodriguez makes those for his kids. Like, his kids give him the ideas, and he makes... A big picture with it. That's nice to have that kind of disposable income. Well, yeah, to just blow on a movie that. Well, how kids. Robert Rodriguez gets money is he shoots everything on his studio, mm-hmm. and that's why he can make movies uh, like Predators or Predator, Predators that came out, and it looks like it's a hundred million dollar movie. It costs like thirty million dollars to make because it's all in Texas. His own, his own, his own thing, thing. and uh, I guess all his movies are independent. He shoots them, and then he gets the money from the studios to distribute them. Kind of like Star Wars a long time ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he knows how to make money. I mean, I think Machete cost $10 million, ended up grossing, I don't know, $60 million. That's fine. I, I praise that he can just do what he wants. Yeah. Movie-wise, but still, I'm just saying Spy Kids sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and, you know... It'll, For adults, I guess. I, I wonder Kids if it'll be it. popular. I mean, yeah. I, I know the other Spy Kids movies are pretty popular. Yeah, it's... It's something to entertain kids for a little while, and that's parents know that, and they just like, I want to get rid of my kid for a little while, so <laughs> don't so put we'll the movie theater. So we'll send them to that. Yeah, and um, they get to smell stuff this time. Great. Totally. Do you think they'll charge extra money for the uh, scratch and sniff ticket? I don't think so. Well, we I... charge for three D. Why don't we charge for the ticket? You know, I I read an interesting article in Entertainment Weekly about uh, how sick of people are of three D already, because. What you're asking people is to spend an extra three to four dollars on a movie ticket, depending on where you're at, and they've already gone. They've already gotten such bad press because so many movies are converted now; they're not shot in 3D. That I was reading the article, and I guess people are really wary of spending all their money because I mean, you can get movies that look like Clash of the Titans that look terrible in 3D, or when we saw. Resident Evil Afterlife, which actually I think has some cool 3D effects in it, mm-hmm. but sometimes it, the screen's so dark and it looks fuzzy and ugh. So that's why people are pissed at it and I think yeah. eventually they'll stop going to see them. I'm trying to, what was the last 3D thing I saw, but 
The last one was Resident Evil for me. I saw something. I think as a Tron. Tron was a, was cool in 3D. I thought. I know you haven't seen it. Well, that movie I think was shot in 3D though, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was a. It's like a dark movie anyway. So and they're already projecting the bulbs. So it was kind of. I guess it got away with it because it was the like the atmosphere of the movie is low lit and dark anyway. But mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to imagine something. That's my big beef too. Is uh, now that I know that they purposely dim the bulbs to like spend less on replacing bulbs at theater, saving on costs. Um, it's it just makes me feel like I'm not getting my money's worth. Yeah, I mean, there's like, would this movie be better if it was at full brightness and like really popping out? But yeah, they're they're doing themselves a disservice by making 3D less appealing by not having that visual punch because just because it's dim. It's almost like you know, listening to stereo at home instead of you know 5.1 surround sound. Yeah, it's like taking out you know three of the speakers is is what dimming the bulb is doing. I agree, and You're losing that punch. I mean. I haven't even checked my group invite for Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, I might want to see that one on 3D just because it's the last Harry Potter. But if nobody else wants to go, then I'll probably just go by myself, like for in Matt. But you haven't seen any other ones in 3D, so why start now? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree too. But I'm guessing maybe the next movie I see in 3D is probably Spider Man next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of another movie that's coming out that I have to see in 3D, and I don't think there is one because it's unnecessary. Yeah, I've gotten over it. Yeah. Okay. Avatar was all right. I mean, Avatar did a good job of getting you in the world, but the movie was not that good, so. I forget where I heard it, but someone made a good point. Like, if the, uh, you know, cinematographer, the DP, and the director are doing their job, a 2D movie should give you the feeling of it being in 3D. Just That's in true. 3D. So, if they're, you know, composing their shots and creating a good depth in the composition of their frame, then it should, you know... You know, I said this last time, but, you know, Sam Raimi did that with the Spider-Man movies. You get the sense that you're swinging through the city Mm -hmm. with Spider-Man. And so if you have a talented filmmaker, yeah, you're right. You know, you should be able to pull it off. In this type of 3D, it's not really, like, anything... Because I've seen the Terminator 2 Orlando experience where stuff actually comes out of the screen at you. Yeah, we were talking... Me and Laura were talking about that when we went to our honeymoon in Disney World. Mm -hmm. They have... um, like Mickey's fill of her magic and literally this little bug comes out at you or the pies like are right in your face mm-hmm. you know it's actual 3d it's not this type of 3d most of the time it's just the backgrounds pushed back exactly into the you know the screen or you get shots like in uh, the new pirates movie where the the sword is awkwardly pointed at the camera yeah blackbeard sword yeah know? like they're forcing it um yeah in all the 3d moves i've seen in this generation Jackass 3 <laughs> yeah. and Tron are like the only ones that have really stood out to me. Yeah. And I haven't seen Avatar, so fuck it. <laughs> You're not really missing anything. That's what I've heard. Um, so, yeah, before we uh, take a quick break, uh, I'm going to throw out a challenge. Matt Spear has thrown down a challenge that he wants to come on. Oh, the show. shit. So he is more than welcome to. Uh, to get the technical aspects worked, we might have to record Sorry, Matt, I totally forgot to check out the Skype connection. Uh, Maybe next week. <laughs> so. We might not do it maybe live on the show than when we do the movie review, but we'll set up a time where we can get Matt on and um, we will talk. And Matt, the challenge is extended. And I don't think you remember our... What's the challenge? Uh, I don't know. He said he wants to smack down. I don't know what he wants to smack down about. He wants you to settle the Deadpool argument, I guess. I know. I'll tell him that he doesn't remember the Deadpool argument. He told me that Deadpool came out of the Marvel and DC crossover, uh, crossover from the 
the 80s, but Deadpool's first appearance was New Mutants number four in 1991. So he doesn't remember the argument properly, and he argued with me about it. I didn't argue that it was a ripoff. It's an obvious ripoff. I think that's actually the Deadpool character is supposed to be that way. Uh, he constantly breaks the fourth wall. It's it's a really bizarre comic if you've ever read him. Uh, he talks to you, like the reader. So you have he's like narrating the story to you, but he's also in the story. It's a it's a really tricky way to write the character. And it's like old detective movies where it's like, so there I was at the bar waiting for exactly and then he and he he has a really funny i have this one with spider-man that's actually kind of funny because they both kind of have this sarcastic kind of humor and spider-man asks who he's talking to when he's talking to the reader of the comic because he doesn't make any sense what an asshole you guys are a bunch of nerds get ryan's dog is trying to insert himself into the show um yeah, I don't, I don't know what you guys are fighting about, so uh, you say you're a bunch of nerds and go to commercial? Yeah, so <laughs> we'll try to hook that up, and Matt, you'll hear this before we have our SmackDown, so make sure you come prepared with notes, and we'll figure out a way to get the connection, and so we can get a good sound. This shit's going to be off the hook. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so yeah, enjoy this commercial from Nebulous Visions. Dude. It might not be from Nebulous Visions. Maybe it's from Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was from Coca-Cola because it's then we'd be getting from paid. anybody. Because <laughs> then we'd be getting paid. God, you're pigeonholing my abilities, Ryan. So what are we supposed to put? What, what did, are you going to like lift a commercial from Stay somewhere? Stay tuned for this commercial. So what, what commercial would you put on there if it wasn't one of ours? I, it, it, just leave it open so I, I can just decide on the fly when I edit it. All right. Because I might be going through a file structure and be like, you know, you say, hey, here's a commercial for Save Pikachu, and I find, oh, we could do ILMK in this spot, and I can't... God. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for this rockin' commercial. dead not to want to bring you and your friends on down to Buffalo Wild Wings for Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays. We have 14 different sauces to choose from, ranging from savory sweet barbecue to blazing. So grab a beer, order up some wings, and enjoy the big game until those zombies clear out. That was delicious. You ready to go? Oh, dude, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Dude, my wallet's in the car. Buffalo Wild Wings, you have to be here. Welcome back. Wasn't that an awesome trailer for Army of Darkness? When does that movie come out? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't have the trailer for Army of Darkness. <laughs> I totally just pigeonholed you. That was a generic you. commercial. I just pigeonholed you. Now you have to put the Army of Darkness trailer in. Uh, where am I going to find it? Dude, it has to be online somewhere. I can barely get the Cars trailer to work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which, by be- the way. Because I, I wanted uh, you to actually have to find something specific because you gave me crap during our break. Yeah. So I... Uh, I, that was just a joke. Um, I really wish you could put the Army of Darkness trailer on here. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. When technology when gets te- to that point. When, yeah, when technology is able to do that. I guess I could just take off the DVD. Yeah, anyways, uh, I hope you enjoy this trailer for the movie of the week, Cars 2. Cars 2. 
come and see the world with me. You mean it? It is my absolute honor to introduce to you the first ever World Grand Prix. Go McQueen! Oh, that's funny right there. Just shot! <laughs> Lightning McQueen! See you at the race. Yes, you will see Francesco. Like this, he is so getting beat tomorrow. These Americans are clearly master spies. Excuse me, ma'am. This cannot be him. Is he American? Look out, lady. Major's fitting to get funky. Extremely. Then it's him. Finn Mac Missile. British intelligence. Go, Major. Average intelligence. McQueen and Francesco duel for that inside line as they head toward the first turn. Lightning McQueen cannot win the race. Instead of saying ka-chow, he's gonna go kaboom. McQueen needs your help, Mater. You know I'm just a tow truck. It's his cover. Brilliant. Am I missing something? No one realizes they're being fooled because they're too busy laughing at the fool. Is that how you see me? That's how everyone sees you. Isn't that the idea? Mater! I'm sticking by you the way you always stick by me! You ready? Is the Pope Mobile Catholic? Don't you care, though? You gotta be kidding me. You might think I'm crazy. Hang around with me. It's the American spy Hang on! Now or never! To have some gum. Gatling gun. Request acknowledged. That's your Shoot, I didn't Request mean Request acknowledged. I didn't mean that guy to shoot. Deploying shoot. Oh, Come on, get in here! Oh my gosh! Oh. Make me a German truck. Request acknowledged. Check it out. I'm wearing Mater hose. Make me a monster truck. Request acknowledged. What the? <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> it was. Anyways, we saw Cars 2 this week. Did you see the first Cars, Brad? I did see the first Cars. You know, I think I mentioned is the was it the first episode of Real Nerds that I finally got around? No, maybe it was the third episode. Maybe it was just last week when I got around. It was Our last week. Our episodes are so memorable. They are. No, it was last week, but when I finally got around to watching the first Cars, and I enjoyed it, and so I got a little more excited for Cars 2 because of all the Pixar movies that have come out, that one always, this when they announced this one a long time ago, probably two or three years ago, I, I always thought, I said, really? There's going to make another Cars? It didn't seem that it was a kind of a movie that would warrant or even need a sequel. But the, the tone of the movies are way different. Uh, obviously, the first Cars is Lightning McQueen being a, a hot, shot. hot shot racing guy. And he gets put in his place. Gets put in his place at Radiator Springs and, you know, meets down to earth people, real people, not... I don't know, fake people, I guess. I don't even know what you call it. Everybody's kissing his butt, you know. Nobody yeah. heard of him in the first one. and But he does have one of my most favorite lines in any movie of all time in the first Cars. He says, uh, I give people some emotions they don't even know they had. <laughs> Ka-chow! And, yeah, so that was cool. So yeah, I, I haven't seen it in a while. I, I just, I think about the time of Wally, maybe, or Up, when Up came out. I would, like, I hadn't seen Cars because I just thought it's, you know, this you know generic i my impression of it was this just just this generic appeal to the nascar crowd type Mm -hmm. movie cash in type thing and then um i don't know what sparked it but i just remember you know pixar doesn't 
They don't make bad movies. Yeah, it, even like their less regarded stuff is still good. Yeah. So why am I hating on this? Exactly. So I'd give it a shot, and yeah, the movie's got heart. So yeah, it does. And so, which brings us to Cars Two, which is basically it takes place four years after the first one. Four years. Yeah. Did they say that? I didn't. Well, he he won obviously he, after he won four Piston Cups. So I'm guessing. Okay. So yeah, so I'm guessing it was every year he won one, and then they had. So yeah, so it takes place, and he's coming back to Radiator Springs to wind down, but take a vacation. To take a vacation instead of winding down and having a vacation and relaxing, he's issued a challenge by Francisco by an Italian Grand Prix Formula One car, not Grand Prix, it's Formula One car. And so, yeah, that sets the stage for what he's doing, and he's going on an adventure around the world. And I actually thought they had a really sweet moment in the mo- in the beginning of the movie where they're remembering Paul Newman, yeah, that's character nice. in that, and as the Hornet. I forget, did a uh, Doc Hornet die in? Or no, down? no, no. And uh, remember, in the, at the end of Cars, his Lightning McQueen racing mate, that's right. and he kind of says, "Oh, yeah." And I think I think Cars was his last movie, wasn't it? I think so. Which is sad. He was always a good actor. He kind of slowed down towards the end. I think he did. He's pretty sweet in Road to Perdition. Yeah, I think he did Road to Perdition and Cars, and that was his last two movies. I don't remember him anything else. Do you? Mm. Well, obviously, he was like his 80s. He probably... There might have been some other like adult dramatic stuff. Maybe yeah. straight to video. I don't know. But... but yeah, that was a nice little moment at the beginning, I thought. Honoring him, yeah. Honoring him. And... So this movie's getting... Surprisingly, even though Pixar is known for consistently putting out quality work uh i've been reading that there's been a lot of negative reviews from critics so far yeah and i believe they're critics because the movie was released today so how could it get yeah a mass audience rating before then but it's been getting really low yeah it's at 33 percent 33 percent on the tomato meter on rotten tomatoes but now that you've seen the movie What's your impression of Cars 2? I actually thought it was kind of fun. I don't think it was a bad movie by any means. Yeah. It, I thought tonally it was way different. It's, it's like a car chase spy movie. Yeah, I thought me. it was a lot of fun. Me too. And and, and visually, fucking spectacular. <laughs> I mean, you can say that about any uh, Pixar movie, but I mean, there's some shots in that. I swear we're just I think photographs. Between the editing and yeah, just the, it was visually interesting. Like, uh, even, not that the script made me bored which it didn't but just looking at it like i was never like I, my, my eyes didn't want to leave the screen at any yeah. moment like i was constantly fixated on just the choreography of a, like a lot of the stunts yeah. and actions of the cars and yeah you know that, it i was thought constantly that constantly moving like there was barely a dull to get the cars to be like people i think it's an amazing feat too because they I mean they you they feel like real characters and how they get them to move in the world and mm-hmm. you know how everybody goes to the bathroom or you know, just do little things like walking into buildings and how they are able to pull it off. I think is an amazing feat. Yeah, it's really clever. It is. What they do in the movie. It is, and I thought you know, it, I mean, it, it's not like like the normal Pixar movies. I mean, this movie didn't have too much heart in it, but it was still a really a fun movie. But it had a good I, message I disagree. to it. Like the heart of it was uh, Lightning McQueen and Mater, like their friendship. Oh, Mater, <laughs> being put at odds because Lightning McQueen still like has this competitive edge to yeah him. i agree and mater's just looking at fun and then mater actually has a character arc where he goes from like just being this clumsy idiot to you know self realization mm-hmm. that he is an idiot and so he actually 
you know, attempts to overcome something that's holding him back. Like, he has a change, and Lightning McQueen's... I would argue that this isn't even, like, Lightning McQueen's movie. It's Major's movie. Oh, no, movie not at all. Because he's just... Lightning McQueen's actually the buddy of the movie, because Major's actually going through the whole spy thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought it was really cute how Mater's going through all this stuff, and it's set up like no one believes him, because mm-hmm. it's so far-fetched, yeah. what he's going through. So... Yeah, I, no, I kind of lost my train. <laughs> no, I, that, I mean, I don't know. I guess it doesn't have as much heart as like Up and Wally and yeah, like those are really like sentimental. Yeah, I mean, it's types a of heart, and this one's just kind of like yeah, uh, it's a little. It's not a that much of a different story. Like friends arguing and like um, like a buddy sabotage. Yeah, accidentally sabotages one. Like we've seen it before, but. But it was cool they did shift the focus, you're right. I mean, the first one, it was about McQueen and his redemption mm-hmm. uh, to be a better person. And this one, it's, you know, Mater's always a good guy. It's just, his. you're right, his story's so far-fetched that no one's going to believe him. And It's like having a jackass walk into a theater and start talking and checking his cell phone. <laughs> and then by the end of the movie, him realizing that his <laughs> actions like that are counterproductive to everyone's well-being. Yeah. But yeah, no, I... I don't know why people are hating on this movie because I thought it was really fun yeah. and it's better than most kids' films. It's, oh, way better! As an adult, it's still entertaining. Yeah, and you know, I again it doesn't pander to like the lowest common denominator. There, there's some shots in that, or they're like straight out of an action movie, and visually I spectacular. Thought it was, as a spy movie, it was better than Quantum of Solace. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, the uh, the explosions in the water, I thought were visually amazing even the opening scene where you're in the rolling ocean i mean that water looked real i the the artists at pixar are are amazing amazing people yeah there's like parts when uh like objects in the frame get so close up to the lens that they do look like a model was created on the set and they're animating it exactly and you know they do blew me away yeah i know it's it's just a cool movie and the the cuts and like the way certain things are framed it just just holds your attention so well I agree. And do you have a favorite moment in the movie? Uh, I got to start taking notes because my, I don't, what is about my memory? But lately, when I'm done with the movie, a lot of the, like I can't focus on one thing. I keep remembering the overall arc, like the mm -hmm. whole package together. And so, I got to start writing down notes. But as I was going, there's there were a couple things where I was like, why does that make sense? Because there. There's a part where the uh, the villain car has a uh, a detonator like in this building that's watching over the racetrack mm-hmm. or whatever. But like in the next couple scenes, we suddenly find out that the bomb is voice activated. So I was like, why did he need this the stamp detonator? Well, because it's only recognizable by one voice. So, but what's the what's the little button for? Because so that one person who's the bad guy doesn't have to be around when the bomb goes off right but so he has to press the button to make it go off yeah he didn't get a chance to do it because eventually mater was out of range when he wanted mm-hmm. to press it mm-hmm. so why was he frustrated when all he had to do was like have that guy say detonate you know yeah because that can work anywhere apparently well yeah it can be then he'd reveal who he is would he like if if um because at that point mater hasn't realize who the villain is so he could go anywhere and that guy can just say it and it's only when they confront each other that he gets in trouble for saying it 
But yeah, well, if he said detonate when he's nearby, then he'd kill himself. Right, but I'm saying he could he could say it anywhere at any time, mm-hmm. according to how it was set up. Yeah, but how would it pick it up? I mean, I guess he, like, radio-wise? <laughs> I mean, you have to... He'd, the, you have to be in, I didn't really set up that he had to be in the vicinity. Well, to that, say that'd it. be my guess, is that it had to have some sort of... He'd have to be near it so it could recognize the voice. Because... And also, like... It, when did that guy activate it? When the race started? I don't know. I don't know when the like the supervillain car set it to activate it. It just it said, you know, getting ready to arm and then oh, switched no. over to numbers. And yeah, that's like, because the wrong person said it. Because they said deactivate and it wasn't the person, the voice wasn't recognized. So then it switched to a, ti- a counter instead of a remote. But if only... Th- the supervillain car could activate it. How did that secondary villain car activate it? No, because he said deactivate, so the bomb didn't recognize the voice, so instead of it being remote, then it went to a timer. Okay. Does that not make sense? No, it doesn't. Does that make sense to you, honey? She's, she's <laughs> worthless. So It in, doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Watch the movie. You can figure it out yeah, yourself. Figure it out I was yourself. just a little lost there. And then the whole... Um, I said like your favorite that, scene, not uh, picking apart what you didn't like about the movie, Brad. Do you even listen to what I, t- I say to you? I told you that I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> Anyways, go I ahead. liked a lot of it, and uh-huh. the only thing I can specifically remember or think about... Is it stuff you hate? <laughs> the stuff that I, I was confused about. Okay. Also about like why that supervillain car was doing the oil thing. Like his double cross, I didn't... I don't want to. Yeah, should we go into spoiler territory? I I, I'd explain it, but I want people, you know, see the movie and you know decide. Yeah, decide for yourself. Uh, My one of my favorite parts of the movie is the American spy. It's voiced by Bruce Campbell. (laughs) That's right. Which I didn't even know he was in the movie. I I didn't uh, when I I read about it. I forgot to tell you. I I read the cast. I didn't see he was in the cast. And he in uh, the credits. Yeah, I mean not in the credits at the movie. I mean online when I was reading about it. But yeah, he makes an appearance. The man, the myth, the legend, the chin. <laughs> and it's cool. They, I, I like... had, like, a big grill. It would have been awesome. <laughs> but I like that uh, Bruce Campbell is now kind of... Because he's been on burn notice that he's started to get more recognized into just, like, fanboys like me who know mm-hmm. him from Evil Dead. And Could this be what propels him beyond B-movie actor status? Um, I don't know. I read his autobiography, and he said he never wants to be anything else because... Um, well, maybe he's not trying, but inadvertently. Like, yeah, yeah. not trying. Yeah, I, I guess. You know, he... I was reading in, in his book, he said the reason he likes to do B-movies is because then people don't expect too much from him. <laughs> it, it, I mean, obviously in more words, but, you know, he can make the movies he wants to do, and he can have fun doing it. And, I mean, he does. You know, he goes around. He, when I, he signed his, his book, he you know stayed around for the screening of his movie uh in denver when i saw him the man with the screaming brain yeah the man with the and so you know that's cool and i think uh i think that's why too i i have a tendency to like actors musicians that speak to everyday people and to me he doesn't when i met him and he signed my book he seemed that bruce campbell seemed like how he always would be you know he's wearing the hawaiian shirt and he's always really nice and he doesn't seem like he's a prick i guess and so it's cool that he's finally getting recognized a little more. And because I think Burnos is on like its sixth season or something. Did you watch the Sam Axe movie? No. I've never seen an episode of Burn Notice. <laughs> I saw a Saturday Night Live skit about like 
who watches Burn Notice? It's called like the most popular show on USA, but no one ever talks about it. That's <laughs> funny. But I always said that if I found the DVDs for sale, I would try. I mean, I should just watch because I like Bruce Campbell, but he's not the main person in the sh- in the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know what I mean. Well, I mean, there's that TV movie, The Fall of Sam Max. I think that's all about him. So. Yeah. And I guess it's a prequel, so I could probably watch that and be okay. So yeah, so that was one of my favorite moments was Bruce Campbell was in it. Um, you know, a lot of people knocked it for being a Larry the Cable Guy movie. Yeah, I didn't feel but like I didn't feel like that. I, I didn't. I I read. I swore I read that it said Larry the Cable Guy movies are way worse. Yeah, it said he said get her done in it, and I never heard him say that. Did you hear him say that in the movie? I don't think he did. Yeah. And then I mean, he did say that's uh, that's funny there, but I'm pretty sure his bit is I don't care who you are. That's funny. I'm pretty sure that's his bit. I don't know. I've seen him on the Redneck Comedy Tour one time. I've never watched anything else with him. Yeah. But, you know, I... <laughs> wow. Yuck, Stuart. <laughs> that is strong. Maybe maybe my wife should walk him so he can poop. You already went to the... Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked. I think it's funny when you... When they show the credits and it says Lightning McQueen, Owen Wilson, Mater, Larry the Cable Guy, <laughs> Sally, Bonnie Hunt. You're like, Larry the Cable Guy really doesn't fit into that. <laughs> he's a real name. It's, that's just his stage name. I know. Um, that's actually another thing I liked about the movie is like I was trying to pinpoint who was voiced. Cause yeah. It's like, I think this is Michael Caine doing yep. the spy car. And like, yeah, it's Michael Caine. And then who else? Yeah, Emily Mortimer I picked up right away. I didn't get. Um, who else? I was trying to figure out, like, the villain cars. Uh, Eddie Izzard. Yeah. And John Turturro was the Italian car. The Italian car, car, yeah. So, that was fun. Um, You know what I love about those movies, too? Is all the cliches in there, and they're able able to get away with them. Like, the Italian cars talking, the French cars, and... (laughs) Um, Actually, another thing I liked about it is picking out the uh, subtle nods to other Pixar movies. Oh, yeah. Like, the Gustave's restaurant was in France. Yep, and the Incredimobiles was the... The, marquee on the movie theater right Incredible. but if in in the first cars i don't know if you remember at the end the semi is watching uh movies at the drive-in and they're all the pixar movies and john ransberg is doing the voice of the semi truck and he's doing all the voices on the <laughs> the fake pixar movies and like ah oh, this guy just keeps on using the same <laughs> these this studio's lazy they keep on using the same voice actor and that's pretty funny self-referential jokes yeah that's from the first cars but it was funny seeing it in the next one too yeah and uh yeah just like i thought a lot of the just how they made the cars um they give personal, a character yeah. yeah like how you know things that they don't focus on but yeah how they make the cars seem human like they have human attributes uh like the way they interact with things i just thought there's a lot of clever stuff in there and yeah there's so much of it and it goes by so fast in this movie like like i said it doesn't take a breather it's just yeah. constantly moving i love to uh when so i can't remember mater's in tokyo and he goes up to the sushi bar and he thinks this wasabi is pistachio ice cream <laughs> and so the the sushi chef is giving him more and more wasabi and uh when he gives him a whole plate full uh, he says my condolences and it's funny <laughs> yeah the subtitles yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting that like that's a big word and it's a subtitle so mm-hmm. kids who are four or five years old are definitely not pay, either paying attention to that line or understanding what that word even means so it's like definitely like a fun adult joke to add to this movie. yeah 
and what's amazing about Pixar movies is actually that's the first Pixar movie where I've seen that many kids at it. I mean, like little kids. Obviously, I think because uh, the Cars brand appeals to little little children, mm-hmm. but they were all laughing and having fun. And I, you know, and one kid was having way too much fun. Yeah, it's all right though. Like stuff like that. Cars. Yes, yeah, stuff like that doesn't bother me in movies. You know, I don't. It's when you're 30 years old and you should know better. Yeah, really exactly. When you're 30 years old. And you pick up the phone and you answer it in the movie theater or you're talking like that's irrelevant. See, I don't care if I'm watching a movie when we went and saw Red State and people were cheering when people were getting killed. Like, I don't mind that stuff. What I mind is like, that's an expected yeah, reaction. Yeah, I can, I can I can meet you there at 11. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, I'm not paying to attention to the movie anymore. You know, I don't yeah, mind when, you know, we went and saw The Dark Knight and the Batman logo comes on screen. I don't mind people clapping and cheering because that's what I... You know, I feel that way. I mean, I don't do it, but I feel that way when I see Batman, Spider-Man, or anything. That's a reaction to the movie. Yeah. Answering your phone is you're being selfish, and you're doing your own personal thing, and just in uh, removing yourself from the experience of the movie. I agree. But yeah, so so children cheering and laughing at a movie doesn't bother me at all. Because, you know, I'm sure if I was a little kid, and I liked Lightning McQueen, and he went, ka-chow, I'd probably go, yay, Lightning McQueen! You know, because it's cool. You know, that's what kids identify with. They identify with the zaniness and the the slapstick stuff. Where adults, and that's why Pixar movies, I think, are so successful, is we laugh at my condolences because, you know, everybody, every adult's tried wasabi, and you know you're crazy if you have more than just a little bit of it. And so that stuff, I think, is the brilliance of that studio and what they're able to do better than, let's say, the Shrek movies where it's just pop culture references. Boom, 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 boom. Where... You know, Pixar does it way more subtly. And speaking of DreamWorks, how about that Puss in Boots trailer? I know. Oh, so the Puss in sodomy Boots trailer gag. has a sodomy gag in the trailer. Hangover <laughs> gets yeah uh, their asses uh, beat for having a monkey sucking on a bottle. But yeah, but uh, Puss in Boots can, can say getting raped in prison. Yeah, so uh, I'll set it up in the Puss in Boots trailer. He's riding with Humpty Dumpty, and they say. And they say something about going to jail, and Humpty Dumpty says, "Yeah, nothing in jail uh, is not over easy, or something like." You know what they do to eggs in prison? Well, let me tell you, it's not something over easy. Yeah, it's the blatant, just the sodomy s- joke. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. And I don't know. I mean, I think animated wise, that movie looks interesting, but I'll never see it. <laughs> well, maybe my wife loves yeah, maybe, cats, yeah. so. <laughs> Well, you're going to see it. Uh, I'll probably have to see it. I just wonder if they're going to do, uh, like, the classic story, or they're going to go, uh, just, like, just take the zaniness of that, like, the Shrek version of Puss in, Bo- Puss in Boots and just do his own thing. Have you seen a Shrek? I haven't seen a Shrek since Shrek 2. Nope, it, me neither. Because I thought the first one was kind of clever, and I enjoyed it. And the second one, I'm like, oh, this is fucking garbage. I actually thought the first one wasn't as clever as I thought it could be, and then I thought 2 actually... Maybe I'm remembering them differently. Well, we could just have different opinions. Uh, yeah, that or... <laughs> I, I mean, we could, but I don't remember the movies to save my yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, so. I haven't watched them since I saw them. So I, you could... I, two could be better than one. I don't remember. I do know that two outgrows Spider-Man 2, and I was really mad about that. <laughs> that was a rough year. <laughs> yeah. A rough summer, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't talk about the Toy Story. Oh, short. yeah. The Toy Story store short in the front was really cute. It was... A, you know, it's... It, it's Again, it wasn't like the heart... No, or it was, the artsy Pixar short. No, but it was really fun. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's how you want to see the characters. To me, it's how I want to see the characters. And I love how they uh, always... 
adults get this joke that they always kind of make that Ken might be gay. Mm-hmm. You know, he always does like the woman thing, and uh, when he kisses yeah. Barbie, he lifts his leg up, and he's definitely a what is it, effeminate? Yeah, absolutely. But it was cute, you know, and. Uh, I liked uh, when they get out of the backpack and um, like, where do you want to take the, these bags? And like, oh, they're all mine or something. Mm-hmm. And they don't really, uh, it's not an obvious joke, but it's uh, like all the cases are, all the little toy suitcases are blue. And, and they have K's on them. Ken, yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. And Barbie has like no luggage. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, I love hearing uh, Tom Hanks again as Woody. Woody's one of my most favorite movie characters of all time. Can you imagine like, I don't know, 20, 30 years from now when maybe he's not around voicing those characters. But obviously those characters are too popular for Disney to just retire. Yeah. I mean, even 20 or 30 years from now. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be a lot like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I mean, they found someone else to do those voices. Walt did Mickey Mouse and then another guy did it. And then he unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. And now they have another guy. Also, Mickey Mouse hasn't, I don't think, Mickey Mouse hasn't had a lot of dialogue. Yeah, I guess so true. Like in the early years, he's obviously silent. And then when they did have a voice to him, he's mostly saying one or two things in like a short, you know. Yeah. I guess now on his TV shows, because he does that Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for little kids, he talks a lot more. Does he? But, yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's because, I mean, that's a character now that will live forever. And, you, I mean, it's just Tom Hanks's voice, so I don't think anyone's ever going to be able to do Tom Hanks again. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really... Tim Allen, there's a certain thing about their delivery. Yeah, that you can never replicate, you know. it's yeah, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. And uh, you can get away with it with someone like Slinky Dog because he doesn't, he's not such a central character to it. I mean, he's I love Jim. Character. Yeah, I love Jim Varney, but I love Jim Varney. But, you know, it's, you can replace him with another guy who sounds gruff. And, you know, oh, it's Slinky Dog. You know, it sounds a little different, but, but yeah, you're really losing who those people are. But, you know, I don't have to worry about that right now because they're still around. And um, I was reading, actually, I read an interesting article with uh, John Laster about, Making, do you know Toy Story Two only took nine months to make? Mm. I read that today, and they oh wait, yeah, because they it was going to be a directed DVD, yeah, and then they decided no, we want it for theatrical. And he said in this interview that basically any idea they storyboarded, they just put it in the movie, and that's amazing too because I think a lot of people regard that as the best Toy Story. Um, debatable, I think Toy Story Three might be the best one, but yeah, they're all pretty good. Uh, well, I mean, they're all amazing, but yeah, it's, it's I thought it was kind of interesting because yeah. you think of. The animation process, I mean... Well, the first one, they three to four years. had this, like, snarky, kind of mean-spirited movie. Mm-hmm. They scrapped the entire thing. Yeah, I saw over that. Uh, and rushed that thing. out. And then, yeah, the second one, I forgot. Yeah, they just were just going to do straight to DVD. And they're like, we want theatrical. So and yet another rushed Toy Story movie. Yeah, but yeah, the Hawaiian vacation thing was cute. Mm. And it's it like a, a simple premise. and It's just to see them having fun yeah and you know the rex bit was really cute with uh rex when he was he wanted bigger arms on the oh yeah (laughs) the computer game what was his name uh in it wrecking rexing ball or something yeah rexing ball yeah (laughs) and that guy has a really distinct voice too well wallace sean yeah Yeah. he's awesome in the princess bride classic what did you think of the uh winnie the pooh trailer i thought it was cute yeah you know, I, I actually think, uh, obviously, Winnie gets high on honey or something, and they're showing a little bit of the... That's propaganda. Read, <laughs> they're showing a little bit of his trip, um, and I thought, like, animated-wise, it's beautiful. And for, it, for a 2D, it's a really... 
uh, gutsy to do a 2D movie. Yeah. I mean, their last one, Princess and the Frog, I thought was a really great movie. And I, I miss that animation style. I mean, don't get me... You can't touch Pixar how great they look, but I really miss uh, those kind of movies. The classic Disney animation. And it's cool to see them doing that again. The cool thing I spotted in the trailer is that they're actually... Uh, maybe I have forgotten since I haven't seen anything Winnie the Pooh in years, but they're actually playing with the book itself with like the letters and the typography. You know, I think they, I think they do that in the movies. I think the books open, correct. And they show it going. And when we were at Disney world, the Winnie the Pooh ride had that, like the book with the letters and the panels. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, no, it's, and I always, I always love the character of Winnie the Pooh because his voice sounds like a grandpa's voice to me. (laughs) And it's really comforting. And he's just, you know, just an honorary little bear who just wants honey. And it's cute. I'm going to interject here. I'm really happy the Winnie the Pooh movie because they have the, the TV show that's puppets. And they sing and they dance. And it's not really Winnie Pooh at all. Like, it's not Winnie the Pooh at any point in form. Now they're doing a movie that's, like, more close to the original stylings of the book with the original stories of the book. I'm excited about it. Okay. Hopefully they pick the mics pick that up or you're just going to hear. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Either way. I think Stuart might be drowning it out with his lapping. <laughs> Wait, so they have a puppet Winnie the Pooh show? Yeah, what are you talking about? It's on Disney. It's like in their kids' playhouse. It's like their their new Winnie the Pooh show is like puppets. Hmm. And it's... I think they do the same stories as the book originally, but it doesn't... I don't know. To me, like they don't sing. Winnie the Pooh doesn't sing, really. Right. I, I do know that the guy who does the voice of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh is the same person. Really? Yeah. I, I saw that. Come on, Stuart. <laughs> God. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I got the Jungle Book, too, which I've never seen. I I picked it up when the Jungle Book was released on DVD for its 40th anniversary, because at Best Buy, if you bought the Jungle Book and Jungle Book 2, is like 30 bucks, opposed to, I don't know, 45 or whatever it would be for them separately. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? It'll, it cost me $9 to get the Jungle Book 2. And it was, it was all right. It was, you know, kind of cute. And... Uh, uh, and I found out the guy who does the snake in it is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of funny. And he was, because if you really listen to the snake in the Jungle Book, he does sound like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Is and, that also the snake in Robin Hood? Yeah, the same guy. Yeah. That's why uh, some people don't like Robin Hood as much as the Jungle Book, because it's basically recasting the Jungle Book characters in Robin Hood. And I think Robin Hood, the cartoon, is actually pretty fun. Have you ever seen online, there's like a YouTube video of... Um, someone took these like musical sequences from classic Disney movies from like the 70s and early 80s and they just have like when the characters are singing and dancing they're using the same animation moves for the characters you, you should look it up it's crazy but I understand why it's done but it's just when you watch them separately you don't see it but when you play those scenes back to back it's exactly the same shot for shot like they just took the cells changed the characters faces a little bit and like the way they dance like the little steps they make is exactly the same it's Hmm. obviously they just you know to save on the budget was just like here let's take these cells we created yeah change them a little bit and then restate like re-record them and i yeah that's right around the time walt disney died and i know for a fact like a lot of the the studio didn't produce their best work after he died um, I, a lot of people like the Black Cauldron. I don't think it's very good. And um, that's all right. That's something yeah. they should remake. Is that 
Horned King trilogy or whatever. Yeah. Is, you know, kind of like a Lord of the Rings style thing or definitely not Narnia style. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's a good uh, property to... uh, Sorry, I totally derailed you. No, it's okay. I mean, I just know... I'm really passionate about the Black Cauldron being made into a live action. Are you? Really? I just want to see what they'd make Gurgi look like. (laughs) (laughs) Because I always thought he felt uh, a little bit like our Cirque's Domain characters. (laughs) I guess, When I read it, that's the character I generate in my head. I guess, yeah. Um, So anyways, Cars 2, you should probably go see it. (laughs) We went way off topic for Cars 2, but... Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're camping in the same house. Speaking of our characters, when I watch Mater on screen... I can't help but think of ADHD. <laughs> the, the antics he gets into, and he has like this cute, like. You describe ADHD as cute. Sometimes, like, I, obviously, Mater doesn't make a ton of fecal jokes, <laughs> but I mean, when he's, because uh, sometimes our character just kind of gets into like stupid antics, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he, he's based on Adam, so he's crazy, but he's still got like a heart to him. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. And he's got, the major's got like the messed up teeth yeah. and Icy does too. And they have the same personality. It's like just watching on screen. I just, I can't help but like put my mind in. It's like seeing our own character yeah. doing those similar things. I I concur. But you're completely not interested in what to <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get back to movies. There's that better. For you those listening at home, I just did an amazing rendition of I know you're acting looking it's at not Brad at and all so yeah batting cars too um I was thinking we should have like a thing at the end of when we you know review a movie if we should see it or not should we say see it or not see it or I don't know well there's also the stipulation of like like some movies I would see but just not in the theater yeah so you could say see it skip it rent it wait is that what they do on G4 yeah it's tough because I think everyone's done scales. Like you've got the ten yeah. scale. Um, uh, what else? Yes, yeah, it's, it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Which we is we got to find our own thing. Way. We do, but anyways, until I can think of something, you should probably go see Cars too because it's fun. Ryan votes for Cars. I I concur. I say DVD or theater. See it. Maybe not 3D. I don't know. I guess CGI movies are usually the best in yeah. 3D. So it might be all right. Yeah, like, I mean, nothing really flies I'm, out of the screen. But I'm, I'm guessing the like the chase scenes are probably look pretty cool in 3D. And when he's like zooming up the side of the oil rig, probably looks pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. It's probably not necessary. Would be my guess. Yeah, like all 3D. We've already been yeah. over that, but it's not it's really necessary. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's worth a watch. Me too. So, um, thank you. The next week we are seeing. Are we seeing Transformers? Oh, fuck. Um, it is Transformers next week. And Larry Crown. And Larry Crown. If I have time, because I'm going to Tennessee, but I will see. When are you getting back? Uh, I get back that following Tuesday. So on Friday night, we have to go see the movie and record Transformers. <laughs> Trying to build a calendar in my head. So Transformers comes out on the 29th. Yeah, 28th. I'm glad we're wasting people's time talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're Probably seeing Transformers. Transformers we'll see like, Transformers for sure because our friend James likes Transformers movies. I'd, will he even be back? Because we haven't... Uh, he should be back, hopefully. He will be back by then? Okay. So next week is we Transformers. We miss you, James. We miss you, buddy. We miss your wonderful insight. 
And hopefully you'll be able to find the time to see Green Lantern in Cars 2 and tell <laughs> yeah. us your opinion <laughs> of what we've how talked about the past two weeks. Um, so, yeah, next week, Transformers, possibly Larry Crown as well. Um, you can contact me at various locations. One is rodstew2 at yahoo.com. That is my email account. You should really download Real Nerds on iTunes for free. <laughs> you can also visit one of our amazing websites, nebulousvisions.com, sferxsdomain.com. And we also, I, I'm also on another podcast. People might not know this, but there's already, how many, 64? Mm-hmm. 64 episodes of Nebcast, which you can also download for free on iTunes. So you should really pick those up because we also have a lot of movie stuff on that. You can hear real-time movie reviews of stuff like Friday 13th Part 6, movie Jason commentary. Lives. Movie commentary. Image wacky. Style. Wacky commentary. Um, which, you know what, we'll probably do on one of these episodes when there's not a movie we want to see. Which I think it's coming up soon because I, I forget, but I was looking through the release calendar and in August there's going to be some dead weeks. There probably will be. So, you know, pay attention to our real-time reviews of movies uh, coming up. But, yeah, until then, I'm Ryan. Oh, you know what? I forgot something that we've just done. You can also read our awesome blog on <laughs> Tumblr. Oh, yeah, we didn't tell com. And... You know, we are starting a new thing. We didn't have it happen this week, but if you are an asshole in a movie, we will be taking your picture and uploading it onto Tumblr and labeling you Asshole of the Week. And so be ready for that, um, people who listen to this and you decide you're going to talk in movie theaters. Uh, please do not, because you will be forever on the interwebs as an asshole. <laughs> so glad you liked my idea. Yeah, I stole that from Brad. <laughs> I said we, Brad. Everything we do is we. From now on, um, yeah, if you're an asshole yeah. at the movie theater, we are going to take your picture and we're going to put it on Tumblr. Yeah, but also on... Realnerds.tumblr.com. <laughs> yeah, realnerds.tumblr. That's realnerds.podcast.com. Is it? Yeah, I put podcast in there. Okay, it's either realnerds.tumblr, <laughs> Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R, no E, dot com, or realnerds.podcast.tumblr.com. Yep. So check that out. Obviously, yeah. And it won't just be our first week trying it. We just have a bunch of kids, and we can't really call them assholes. Yeah. So. And also, you know, it won't just be asshole. The week will also place random movie things on there. And yeah, you might put some of your DVD movie, your, like your own text reviews on there. Yep, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah. But until next week, I'm Ryan. I'm Brad. You know what, Brad? You want to do it opposite? Actually, you can sign it off. So know, you go why am first. I doing it last. Yeah. So you go. Wrap it up. Um. God, that's so much pressure. I don't know what to say. Yeah. He never for real say. nerds for real nerds this is special guest Brad <laughs> we'll see if he's back next week and I'm the one that <laughs> oh, matters man. the most I'm the, fired the host with the most Ryan what? Beetlejuice reference? you hate Beetlejuice <laughs> I like when Beetlejuice is on screen <laughs> other than that I could live without Gina Davis's face Oh. <laughs> <laughs>